And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey Hopes, one half of the Corden Philip Fed Podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Corden Philip Fed Podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finances, fitness, and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my coach Jordan went on paternity leave. We started these Wealth Wednesdays where I get straight to the finance information. Speaking of Jordan, let's we're gonna have to sync our schedules. We need to. We need to start recording again. Both had kids within roughly a year of each other. And as y'all can imagine, it is throttled our schedule. So we got to get back more. Soon. I feel like we record on Sundays and Sundays are both our family days. So we probably going to need to figure something else out. But until then, Jordan also can record on his own because he has all the when we recording at Jordan's house, all that equipment still there. Then, you know, I have my own equipment. So regardless, we're going to get that figured out for you guys. But before we get started. Because I know y'all see the topic of this video. And this is going to be, uh, in theory, it should not be too long a video because the article is not that long. But I know you see the topic of this video about how much debt the United States is in. Are we, does that count as we, us, or U.S.? We is us. How much debt the United States is in? We're going to get into that because the debt continues to grow. And you know, we're going towards the end of the fiscal year. So it's a good time to talk about that. But before we get started, make sure you hit that like button, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. My information, as well as my co-host Jordan information, can be found in the show notes. And I just realized, because I've been saying it for the last couple episodes, Twitter is no longer Twitter. It's X now. And I haven't decided if I'm keep saying Twitter or not. But Twitter X, you can find Jordan and myself, where Jordan is Stop Stalling J on Twitter, Stop Stalling J on, or X, Stop Stalling J on Instagram, Facebook, he is finally fit 06. And then his website is finally fit.live. Myself, sidelines for Corey, Twitter slash X, Instagram, and TikTok. Oh, yeah, Jordan stops all on J on TikTok as well. Even though I don't know if Jordan's even ever posted on TikTok. So if you want any information over there, you're going to have to come to my page. But we're mostly focused on uh, not Instagram, excuse me, YouTube right now. So that's where all the latest stuff is going to be at. But regardless, all information is in the show notes. And again, finally, fit.lives where you can sign up for the 5.30 a.m. Monday and Wednesday virtual training sessions because health as well. So you need to make sure y'all taking care of that and not just taking in information, but you need to take action. All right. Now, good old student law. And I, I remember, I don't know if I'll be able to do it again this year now that my son is here. But I did the end of the year wrap up as far as student loans, you know, the live stream I did, and as well as all the information preparing, uh, you know, Roth IRA, 401k updates, but student loans. I don't know when it's going to, you know, it's going to come to a head with the economy and the student loans starting back up. The interest, we talked about the save uh, repayment plan on the last episode, but student loans do start back up in a couple of weeks. I know this is going to be released on a Saturday and it's off Wednesday. It's okay. Y'all still get information, but it's going to be interesting how things are going to shake out once these student loans officially start back up. If you have not already, got about two weeks or so, roughly speaking, depending on when your payment is in October, to start these, to work the student loan payments, excuse me, back into your budget. All right. If you have not already, I'm not, I'm not sure what to tell you. I'm not sure what to tell you. The interest has already started because September 16th, when y'all hear this, it started back up in September and then the payments start back up in October. It's pretty much that simple. All right. Give me one second, y'all.
my bad, y'all. The way it's set up, I'm like right above the kitchen. So anytime my wife does anything, I can hear it and that distracts me. And I don't know if y'all can hear it or not. Regardless, though, before we get started, again, don't sue me. Sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Myself, nor Jordan, are finance or fitness professionals. So any information you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only. And you need to do your own research. Yes, I'm tired. I'm fresh off my nap. It's about time for my shift. You need to do your own research taking, before taking any action and consult a professional. Don't sue me or Jordan. Sue your mama. All right, let's get started. And we're going to good old faithful this time. We're going right back to CNBC. And when I was looking at this before I shared the screen, it looked like it was like more zoomed in than normal. But, you know, we're going to I'm going to see when I pull it up. But I was like, because it saves the uh, the last zoom on each tab. So, oh, that looks good. All right, here we go. U.S. debt is nearly 30, 33 trillion dollars. But some economists say not all debt is bad debt. Let's, before we get started on, you know, this article, this is why the episodes probably take too long. Anyways, let's talk about how much a trillion is. Now, there are 31 million and whatever that song is. No, there are 31 million seconds in a year. Okay, in one year, there are 31 million seconds. It's so creepy when my son's monitor goes all day monitor and he's no one's in that room. Anyways. 31 million seconds in a year, which means in 10 years, right, there's three or there's 3.1 billion seconds. So if you had a if you had a dollar for every second, you only get 31 million in a year, and it would take you 10 years to get over three billion. All right. So then in another, you know, 10 times again, it'll take you a hundred years to get the just the, just thirty, just thirty. Right? Wait, wait, hold on. This I you know, I'm tired. Let me do the math again. What is that? 31 right down to 10. Yeah, another 10, not 10. Be another. Yeah, be another 10 years. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there we go. Like, I had to do the math again to get there. If that's wrong, who cares? Anyways, a trillion is a thousand billion. Okay, a thousand billion. All right. So, you know, we're talking about infinity, right? We don't talk about infinity, but infinity, I've already discussed this on a previous episode. So listen to everything, you'll find it. But infinity right is you know you continue counting just keep counting every time you know you do three three places three digits make that comma we get to the fourth and you start you know go from a million and billion trillion all the way until you can go to forever hence infinity but like a trillion is where you get to a point where it's like is that like a real number and are we y'all just counting y'all just name this one because like a quadrillion right like that's i mean that's a real number but that that number is short like infinitely large for lack of a better word, a trillion is right there. Like we have a conception of a trillion because countries have this much in um, debt, GDP from a state, you know, some states, I think Florida, Texas, New York, and California, obviously California, the highest one, have GDPs of over a trillion dollars. And then obviously we're going to talk about the $33 trillion in debt for the United States. But a trillion is an insanely large number. It is egregiously large, like almost infinite in size in the sense of when you conceptualize how large it is, a million is large, but like, okay, we understand it, man. There are, you know, a million people on earth. There are over a billion people on earth, right? So we got that. But when you get to a trillion, now are we at nine billion people? What's the world population? Are we over nine billion? I feel like it went down because of the panorama. Seven point six nine nine, seven point eight billion. Regardless, a trillion is, is egregious. It's extremely large, but we'll get to it. We've had some luck over the last few episodes about the 
names of people. Oops, I didn't mean to click on her name. Here, Charlotte. Here's a nice little picture producer. But Charlotte Morabito, first time listening. Shout out to new listeners. The names of people who do these articles usually give me hell, but Charlotte, good first name. All right, that is commonly taken out. It was taken on during states of emergency in order to prevent burdening the public with higher taxes. Sure. Sure. The U.S. government issues debt in the form of treasury bonds, bills, and notes. These government securities provide a safe place for investors to park their money while earning interest. Some economists warn the U.S. debt to GDP. I guess we have debt to income. So I guess do, do countries have debt to GDP? Ratio is too high, which serves as an indicator for whether a country can pay off its debt. I wonder what, what U.S. GDP is probably was it twenty one trillion, twenty three trillion. I'm good. Look, twenty three trillion. I swear to you, I don't look at this information beforehand. I just you know, and this is twenty three trillion in twenty twenty one. So we'll see what yeah, the China seventeen, Japan four point nine. Regardless, and by the way, if y'all you know, let me see if it's easy to find a list, explore more. But as far as mo- most countries don't have a GDP over a trillion. So with states like not like but California, New York, Texas, and Florida having over a trillion, you know, that when you start looking at some things go down in the United States, we're we're in a different situation. I know people complain about you know healthcare and things like that and be like, Canada can do it. Why can't we? It's like, well, as a country, I believe California has just as many people, if not more people than Canada. And, and they have a higher GDP, so it's like we have we have states that have you know more population and more GDP than some of these countries out here. So you can imagine getting these fifty states plus DC, you know, to agree on something a little bit more complicated than you see this just as one country. All right, Let's see here we go. U.S. national debt is sitting at thirty three trillion every year since two thousand one. The U.S. government has spent more than it takes in. Right, coming fresh off of Bill Clinton's president and the Bush. Bush too, which means it has to borrow money to make up for the difference. That has many useful purposes. If you don't know a lot of our debt, so to China. That has many useful purposes, says Chris Mitchinger, professor of economics at Levy School of Business at Santa Clara University. Levy or Levy. The public debt has also been used for emergencies. It's easier to finance by borrowing than a burden the current generation with taxes. What does easier mean? Wouldn't debt isn't short kicking the can down the road, right? You don't have the you don't have the money right now. So you're having someone else give you the money and then you make these payments, right? And eventually these things are due in short. And instead of just raising the taxes for the American public, because the government doesn't have money, right? We pay taxes and that's how the government gets money. They're instead of just raising the taxes right then and now to in short pay for it cash or to take out less debt, they're going to lessen that burden by just not raising tax at all in general, and then spread it out over time. Amortization schedule. National debt, but, you know, the con- economists are worried that the U.S. debt to GDP ratio is too high. So how has that been working? All right. Um, that has been useful. Oh, here we go. All right, boom. The national debt increased by more. Jesus, 89% since the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, that's double. That's crazy. Since 2020, uh, with many top economists in agreement that 2020 was not the time to worry about the debt. If 2020 wasn't the time, okay, who are these economists? That's a different article, but like some economists are complaining that you know the, the debt, the GDP is ratio is too high, but then they're saying 2020 was not the time to worry about the debt. Okay, I mean, why would you not worry about the debt? Excuse me, almost double 89% in roughly three years is insane because the pandemic 
excuse me, I mean, is, is viewed as starting March 2020, but like it didn't, you know, the effects of it just didn't happen instantaneously, right? So, 2020, uh, uh, the first couple of months, it's like, okay, you know, is this pandemic happening? Then you get to like, you know, beginning of this in the winter, early spring, and it's like, okay, then you get into like the summer, it's like, all right, this, this thing is, you know, we're getting shut down, all right, but now the worst of the public health emergency rights past panorama is over. The focus is back on the ever-expanding debt. How the ever-expanding debt can be harmful to the economy. Yeah, when the panorama happened, they put all of that money into the economy, all that debt. Well, somebody's got to pay for it. And I know I'm not pro-raising taxes, but you don't want to make the situation worse. Like, if would you rather have this crazy high inflation or raise taxes or just let people figure it out in the sense of your past decisions going to take care of your future and your present. That's, that's anyways, right. W what money did you have saved up before the panorama? What was your financial situation before things kicked off in 2020? And as you know, the preceding years go on up until now and you provide, you know, as little to no help from the government versus, you know, what we did where, you know, everybody's got stimulus checks and everything like that. All right. There are good uses of debt and there are bad uses of debt said William Gale economist, and senior fellow at the Brookings Institution. The concern we have about the Peace Foundation is whether or not national debt should ever be used. So now Peterson, Michael Peterson is saying, should national debt even be used at all? It should be how it is used and how much it is used. And unfortunately, we're using it for rainy days and sunny days. <laughs> so Michael Peterson, who's the CEO of the Peterson G. Peterson Foundation, or Peter Peter G. Peterson Foundation, is saying we're, we're using debt all the time, which is, you know, is America a reflection, you know, people reflection of America, vice versa. Everybody uses debt all the time for everything, no matter what's going on, right? And this is why we see where people are at um, on an individual basis. Economists measure the severity of a nation's debt based on this, all right, debt to GDP ratio. Just mm, that, how by public is nearly, Jesus. The U.S. debt held by the public is nearly at 100%. The Committee for Economic Development for Economic Develop of the Conference Board, I feel like that's supposed to be economic development, of the Conference Board says a responsible debt to GDP ratio for a country the size of the U.S. would be 70%. There's only two countries larger in population than the U.S. I feel, I think, I think Brazil, I don't feel like, I think Brazil is fourth. There, there, are, there aren't many countries over 100 million. I gotta look it up. I know it's China than India than us. And I think it's Brazil. Let's just go to Wikipedia. Well, no, it's this. Oh, India's number one now. Woo, wow. I didn't know that. Okay, in 2022. Well, you know, 2023 is not over. All right. Indonesia. Oh, geez. Okay, look at this ad. Okay, okay. No. I'm wrong, like I said. Okay, yeah, okay. We have Indonesia, Pakistan, Nigeria, then Brazil. All right, but you can you can see mo, you know. So probably less than 20 countries with over um a hundred million people. It's like 15 countries total over hundred million, you know. Only one, only two countries, only, only three countries with over 300 million, right? And the other two countries have, you know, a billion people. So when when you, and this is, this is why I like to pull up this data. So when you, when you see a statement where it's like, 
this this committee of economic development, the Commerce Board, whatever, it, this this committee says a responsible debt to GDP ratio for a country the size of the U.S. would be 70 percent. Well, only two countries have ever been the size of the U.S. Right. And it, a very long time ago is my assumption when India and China had, you know, around 350 million people. But nobody else has has ever, you know, probably, you know, since we've been calculating it. No one else has ever had over 300 million people. So it's just the the only data you have is the U.S. on, you know, you know, a country as large. And I guess that's based on population. How much debt that country should have? You can't just make a blatant statement like, you know, as a country the size of the U.S. should have, you know, 70 percent GDP. What does that mean compared to what other what other data do you have to compare, you know, country size U.S. to? But anyways, you know, off the soapbox. But that that's why I pull up this information so you guys when you read some of these statements and other articles that's why you should fact check and just look like you know do you have a you know general information about the size of the u.s and things like that and, and wonder where they get this information from so you have that to bounce off of when you're hearing different things um you know articles that you're reading and you know hearing things on the internet from that standpoint all right that helps your economy because you can take oh, i wish i is that i don't know if it's peter lynch no is it peter lynch oh, i can't remember the I can't remember the video I saw, but they explain, you know, how what happens with debt and cycles in the economy and things like that. It's a really good video from a basic standpoint as far as understanding how debt works in the um, in the economy. But saying that helps your economy because you can take on large initiatives like infrastructure, said Lori Esposito Murray, president of the committee for. OK, see, I told you it was the economic development. Right? There's a typo above. Come on, Charlotte. All right, you could take on crisis like the pandemic, but you have to watch where your debt to GDP ratio is because that really is a, the stability indicator whether you can actually service this debt or whether you're tilting the balance. All right. So in short, they're saying you take out too much debt, you might not be able to pay it in the future. Service, servicing the debt can be difficult when interest rates are high. What are interest rates right now? High. All right. Because in short, when interest rates are high, usually people are borrowing less and spending less money and people are spending slash borrowing less short less tax generation and thus the government has less money federal reserve has been increasing rates yes since march oh my goodness over a year in almost two years now i mean it's september right now march will be march is in six months that's crazy to think with the goal of slowing down economic activity as i do okay i just said that right raise interest rates and slow down economic activity but some argue that servicing the debt at a high interest rate can actually stimulate the economy. Yes, so in theory, um, not theory, the debt becomes cheaper to pay over time due to um, due to inflation, right? So the the money ends up being cheaper. So that's one of the reasons they say they just have the debt because it ends up being cheaper to pay it off as time goes on. I mean, talking about again, we're talking about thirty three trillion dollars. So what is this payoff concept, right? Um, the Fed is pushing up interest rates and this is feeding hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars in additional income to bondholders says stephanie kelton okay another professor of economics at stony brook university so people who are holding or holding government bonds paying high interest rates are getting a huge windfall in the form of interest income and that income can be spent just like any form of income so this is letting you know people are buying the treasury bonds how they're benefiting from it. Is that it? All right, y'all. I think I think I had another article where it says how how the debt is actually beneficial. Is that there we go? Okay, I just want to go back. 
my typo. There we go, boom. Let's make sure you can still see it. All right, here. All right, this is still, still with Charlotte. Okay. All right, again, why the U.S. economy? Now, this is about to be why the U.S. economy needs debt, according to some economists. All right, the U.S. the U.S. national debt, right again, thirty-three trillion early in September of this year. Okay, we're talking about that. Was that it? Oh, this is a video. Got it. Let me see. Dang, I wish the world was here to help you guys can hear. I have to play that next time. But in short, it's saying again why the economy, why why we need debt in the United States, as far as you know, if, if we if we don't have money, right, and you want things to continue moving forward however you want to look at it when the government backs things government funding all that type of stuff if the u.s doesn't have it and you want things to continue to be funded the money has to come from somewhere when the money does not come from you not somebody else that's in short what you call that all right but that's it y'all again locked and loaded end of the episode when it comes to the economy and the united states it's one of those things where it is ever growing solving something like 33 trillion dollars in debt will it you know it's likely continued and go up talked about the interest interest rates and the economy um in that article it's one of those things where again this is why i wish i had the the video so i could link it in the description but there are ebb and flows in the economy economy eco right it's just like the weather it goes up and down up and down and sometimes we benefit sometimes we don't benefit like right now it's september so what's that mean it's hurricane season. But then whenever it's hurricane season, everybody complains about when the hurricanes show up. It's like every it's cyclical. There's always gonna happen this time of year. This is when hurricanes occur. There Hurricane Katrina, I think was September, and I think it was August. Oh, Hurricane Katrina. Wait, August, early September. August 2005. Right, but it's it's that time of year. We get towards the end of, end of summer, beginning of fall. It's hurricane season. We had the whole summer for the ocean to heat up. And the hotter the ocean, the more uh, the more powerful the hurricanes. It's, it's that simple. That's how it works. And so it's the same thing from an economic standpoint. We take out that interest rates go up, they go down. Things happen across the world that impact the economy. The stock market is cyclical. Okay, but that's why it's important for you to put yourself in a better financial situation so that you can withstand the storms. Look at that cliche example. All right, all right, y'all. But that's it again. Any questions or concerns, make sure you reach out to myself or Jordan, or you can email us again, Corden, uh, NFE at gmail.com. Or again, you can message us on any of the socials or leave a comment, anything like that. Please leave a comment on YouTube, hit that like button, share, and subscribe. Let us know what you thought of the video and any topics you want to just discuss and then what we can do going forward to improve. All right, y'all. Again, Jordan stops all on J, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter slash X, right? X, Instagram, and TikTok. It's going to take me forever for my brain to switch over that. X, Instagram, and TikTok. Then his business page is finally fit06 on Instagram, finally fit on Facebook, finally fit.live, where you can go to sign up for the 5 30 a.m. Monday and Wednesday virtual training sessions. All right. Then myself, Sideline underscore Corey, X, Instagram, and TikTok. And then my financial coaching information is in the show notes as well on my link tree on Instagram and Facebook. That should be right. All right, y'all. That's it. Remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.